Hello, travelers. I am Angelica. I am Isabella. And I am Riley. And we am True Crime International. <laughs> That's our new intro. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. That's I the accidentally, one. so I accidentally typed the am and I was like, in the first one. And I was like, Keeping I guess it. this is, this is <laughs> it. <laughs> um, to start us off, I just want you all to know that we are all transformed and ready for our next season as human beings. <laughs> because uh, 2020 sucked. <laughs> but now Isabella is a steaming redhead. Riley has a face frame that could cut you, and I have an 80s hair metal style mullet, so. We're brand new. Yep. We are brand new. We all got our hair done this week, yeah. and it feels good. I feel like a new person. I ha- I've never had red hair like this, and I feel like I need to change my personality. Yeah. But no, I think, it, I think it fits you pretty well. <laughs> I feel like with my mullet, I'm so much more comfortable being being me. <laughs> Yeah, it suits your personality. Yeah, it really does. Also, we uh, may or may not post photos of ourselves on the Instagram. We're trying to figure out when to take them and where to take them. We we need to post them because no one one except the people that we know know what we look like. And I feel like it's kind of nice to have a face to the name. Occasionally, we post photos on the story of us recording, but... It'd be nice yeah. to have, you know, a nice one. Yes. But also, I like, I like I'm, I'm, com- I'm more comfortable doing these pictures with our new hairdos. Yeah. Because I want them to know this version of me. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. We're like every decade. I yes. have a 90s face frame. Bella has 2000s gorgeous red hair and a- Angel has the, the 80s mullet. We're yep. out here. We're We're out here. Anyway. So, Angelica, where are you taking us today? Well, today we're going to switch up our mode of transport. Transportation? Mm. Both are are, are correct. (laughs) Um, And instead of taking you to the skies, we're going to be going about our journey at sea. Specifically? We never never promised you airplanes. Let me just say, we never promised. It's specifically in the Mediterranean Sea, by the way. That's where um, I live. Which uh, is, yeah, admittedly, probably the scariest one to me. <laughs> I feel like many bad things happen in the Mediterranean Sea. It's just because I think that's kind of, that sea was the sea of, like, civilization from all, <laughs> from all sides around it. Like, some of the biggest yeah. civilizations were on and around that sea. And it has a it, lot like, of history. It has a lot of history and definitely a lot of shit's happened on it but i mean yeah, it's nice to go to the haunted beach. it's a nice day at the beach yeah um so this this isn't a cruise it's just a podcast so i promise you're safe with me um because you're not however, safe on cruises should i yes. take dramamine or uh, <laughs> maybe i <laughs> <Because> just <laughs> i advise that you don't go on cruises because i swear i just have never heard a good thing about cruises um 
in this w- story. It, they're not for me. No, not for me either. If you love them, that's fine, but you're Why? not going to catch me on one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this story is one of the many examples, and that is the incredibly mysterious disappearance of George Allen Smith the Fourth. What a name. Yes. What a name. He sounds like prestigious. Yeah. George Allen Smith the Fourth. He yep. sounds like he sounds like his his family has been connected to like Harvard or Oxford for like generations. His mom, <laughs> his mom is British. So well, yeah, that kind of does it. Then it could be like an Oxford Cambridge sort of situation. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure which country he was yeah. Also, I just want to say here and now that I'm not gonna say a lot about my opinion of what happened because I don't think it'll be very helpful. And George's family is very determined to figure out what happened still. And I can't fault them for that. So we try to stay pretty objective. Yes. Sometimes the opinions we can't help. We can't help it. <laughs> yeah. So just a little background information on George prior to the cruise that would change his life and the lives of many around him. He was born in 1978. He was kind of a jock in high school. He was like a linebacker and then that's football, right? Yep, yes, it is. It <laughs> that's, is American, that's American football. <laughs> and then he went to college at Babson where he studied business. I think he was in a fraternity. Um, Babson. I love that. He's like a textbook white American man. Yes. He was yeah. very much an all-American dude, I feel like. Um, he worked in store management and he was actually working at his parents liquor store i wish my family had a liquor store oh my god that'd be awesome (laughs) he focused his degree on web design so i think he was kind of intending to bring the store like into the 21st century like online etc yeah to be doing that but he would have been in uh, in college in the late 90s early 2000s right so yeah that was really ahead of the game he was yeah he seems like he was really mm-hmm. forward thinking yes definitely his friend said he was like a really funny guy everyone had very nice things to say about him and his mom said that he made their family complete which was so cute um also he was like a real hottie like, I guess his mom said that girls would come into the liquor store just to see him. Um, <laughs> I gotta look at him. Hold on. Um, he has a really nice smile. Like, he just looks like a really a happy guy. He is a very handsome guy. <gasps> oh, I know this story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, That's what I said, I Like, I don't remember it, but I, I have definitely seen these pictures before. Yeah. yeah. But George was already committed to someone else, which I'll I'll get to in a hot sec. Um, he was a big dude, over six foot, two hundred pounds, and I'm mentioning his size now only because I think it's especially puzzling when someone who is known to be strong and muscular to work out, to be bigger in stature, etc., has something suspicious happen to them. I because agree. It's like. You don't see it coming. No. And it illustrates that anything can happen to anyone. And it's... it's Anyone. It's interesting to me because typically, like, his wife probably felt safe around him because yeah. he's big and he can fight people if needed and he can protect her. I mean, not that she needs protecting, but, you know, so women feel that way a lot of times because of the things that happen to women. 
But yeah. when it happens to a man who has this stature and someone looks to per- for protection, it just makes it even more terrifying to yeah, me. It really does. Um, so he met, you talked about his wife, he met Jennifer Hagel when he was 23 years old. And his friends um, say that he was just so about her. Like, she became his life, which that's really cute. cute. Um, I guess he was always very committed to his relationships. But Jennifer was very special. And Jennifer was also an athlete in high school. And as an adult, she wanted to become a teacher. He proposed to Jennifer in 2004 while they were on a trip to Aruba. So they like to uh, travel. Yeah, they definitely like to be a little bougie, which is fine. They were just like living their best life. I wish I had um, that kind of money and time. <laughs> right. And I'm under the assumption that this was a big ring, which like people would notice. Um, I haven't seen pictures of the ring, but like that's pictures. what it seemed like. Um when he was 26, they got married, and for their honeymoon, they decided to go on around a two-week-long cruise that had, like, 2,000 passengers. Um, two weeks at sea is way too long for me. That is two weeks too long. Yes. Um, but I think that where they picked was really cool because they got to stop in Greece, Italy, and Turkey, which, yeah, like, dope. Uh, yeah. But I'd rather stay on the land. I'm a very land ho kiss the ground kind of girl see the thing is i like the sea i love to go out on boats i love being on the water to me that's really fun but too much bad shit has happened on cruise ships and with i I, I don't want to say too much because i do know where this is going um but yeah you're just not going to catch me on a big cruise ship however like you can do like really gorgeous sort of private cruises where it's only like 50 people or something but that shit's expensive and i do not make enough money (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that I ever no. will. No, thank you. That's something I would do like maybe once. Uh, that's probably a bucket list thing for me, but I don't think I would ever be able to afford to do it more than once. And I'd probably have to save for like 15 years. Like I said, they did stop at some really dope places. They stopped in Florence, which holy shit, that city is, it's it's like a painting. I literally love it there. This sounds like um, my parents went on a similar cruise to this, like a Mediterranean cruise. And now they're never going to go on one again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, in Florence, that's where they befriended Josh Askin, who is a 20-year-old from California. Uh, Josh plays a, a very important role here. So do not do not forget the dude. Josh. He'll, he'll be back. Josh. 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 It's always it's always a Josh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> One of our best friends is named Josh. Yes. <laughs> George and Richard. Who's Richard? Who's Richard? I said George and Richard. I meant George and Jennifer. <laughs> His middle name is Richard, I think. No, it's no, Alan. it's George Allen Smith. <laughs> oh, there's no Richard. Richard I'm not sure Man and <laughs> he's coming back but anyway you know what you were probably writing this the other night when i was talking about how i forgot to post the granny on facebook when we were talking about richard and you just put yeah that would make sense uh but george and jennifer also took an excursion to mykonos to have a nice coupley day together um also in a really silly turn of events george actually got to meet tara reed there 
and he kind of fangirled, which, yeah, fair, I get it. I, I, too, watch all the American Pie movies yearly, and I feel like meeting her is especially something else when you're, like, a young dude, because Tara was a big deal at one point. Especially at that time. Yeah. Exactly, because this was, what, 2008? So 2005. He been, five. 2005, so this is, like, peak Tara Reed. Yes, Like, she exactly. was she was a pretty big star at this point. This yeah. was kind of bef- before she had a... I don't want to say full from grace because I don't think she did anything particularly no. crazy. But she before kind of quieted she, down. Yeah. yeah. Before she gained the reputation she now has. Yes. Um, and so. Yeah. She was there uh, filming the, a reality show she actually had at one point, but it got canceled. My voice just went so high right there. That was awful. When anyway. your voice goes high, you sound more Midwest. Yes. It's awful. Um. <laughs> But he got a photo with her, which he sent back to his family. He also sent an update about how everything was going and it was like going well and told them to not make contact unless someone was dying, which mood, I feel like that's literally something my father oh has my said. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's also like now it's like, mm, that's dark. That's yeah. Very sad. Unfortunately, that would be the last time that his family would hear from him because just 10 days after they were married, and I think I was only halfway through the cruise, can't do math, um, George would disappear in the early morning of July 5th. Now, a lot happens before that because when I say early morning, I mean a little before 5 a.m., but this is a boat with 2,000 plus passengers. So even if we don't have George's story of the night, we still hear a lot about it. So I'm a. I just wrote so I'm a. So I'm a. Get into so it, you're a I what? guess. You're going to get <laughs> into it. Get into it. First, we know that Jennifer and George had a romantic dinner to start their evening off. Cute. I don't know much about cruise ships, but I do know that it's a pretty universal thing that during the night there are two groups. Old people, parents, and children that go to bed at bedtime. And then the crowd that just goes at it and does not go to bed until like anywhere between 2 a.m. to 5 p.m. No sleep. 5 a.m. No sleep. Literally. (laughs) Those are like the hardcore club casino drinking people. Yes, exactly. Um, And Jennifer and George decide to Join Josh, told you, at the casino. Um, There's footage of both of them in the casino. And I think they were doing, like, their own thing for the most part. And George was teaching Josh how to play crabs. I couldn't. It's crabs, right? Not craps. I, I always, I always, when I was a kid, I thought it was craps. It could be craps. But I, I think. I know nothing I about know. gambling I don't know games, cards. so I can't tell yeah, you. Literally, I can. I know how to play Jack, 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 Blackjack. <laughs> Jack, 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 Jack. <laughs> I know how to play blackjack, but that's it. I, I like. I don't know enough. Um, at some point during the night, they are joined by four other guys. These are brothers Zachary and Jeffy. Jeffrey. <laughs> Zachary and Jeffrey Rosenberg uh, from New York, their cousin Gregory, also Rosenberg from Florida, and a friend called Rusty Kaufman. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a name. (laughs) I can't take this seriously. Um, I just wonder, like, of course, I'm sorry, of course, one of them is from Florida. Right, right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I think Rusty was actually from Florida too, but I with a name like yeah, that, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Jeffrey plays the least important part in this. Search I did always shows Zach, Grog. <laughs> oh my god! Shows Zach, Greg, Rusty, and Josh's photos. You can take a drink for that. It's like Toyota, <laughs> right? Grog, Toyota. Um. And it excludes Jeffrey, so I think maybe he just didn't spend the whole night with him. This group of guys is just, like, a really boisterous group. Josh says that they were really loud. Uh, The press took to referring to them as the Russians, which I'm just, like... I roll my eyes at that because that's that's such a 2005 thing. Are they all Russian? I, I... I'm clear that their parents were like from the Soviet Union. Um, But it's just, I'm going to be calling them by their names. Like, I'm (laughs) not going to do that. Or Um, the group of guys. Right. At some point, when the last known image of George is seen, he and Josh go back to George's room to drink absinthe. Which is a mood. Um, for you. I try to not. Pay. <laughs> I'd also try to not pay for most of my drinks either, because like drinks are expensive. Yeah, especially on a cruise on ship. cruises. Um, and they actually smuggle the bottle back down with them to keep drinking. I can't fault them for that. I would. I would probably steal too. Yes, same. But maybe not absinthe. <laughs> no. I'd probably just be doing like little shooters, but yeah. Um, they, fireball. Yeah, yeah. They were they were doing shots of absinthe though, which scares me. I'll Oof. sip on absinthe, but I would not do shots. But during this time, a lot of people also overheard George talking about money and how he had a lot of it just chilling in the room safe. Mm. And this number literally ranges depending on who you talk to. Some literally go up to the 50,000s. Like, that's insane. Um, Also, if you have a large sum of money on you, don't tell people. Yes. Just for your own safety, don't don't tell people. But, like, honestly, I don't even... George could have been telling people different things because he was was drunk at this point. He was, like, wasted. Yes. So even if he didn't have that in his room, he could have just been in the mood to brag. Uh, George's sister, Bree, thinks that this is important because even if it was just a rumor, people caught on and combine this with the fact that he always wore this really expensive watch and that Jennifer probably had this big ring. Maybe someone decided that they wanted to try to rob them. And that is relevant, considering that his family does tend to believe that what happened was a robbery gone wrong. Wait, I have a question. Was this liquor yeah. store, like, extremely lucrative? Where where does he have all the money? I'm honestly, I'm not sure. Um, it His family does seem like they were pretty financially stable. Okay. Um, gotcha. So, I mean, they could have investments or something. Yeah, as well. exactly. Okay. Family money, anything. Later on, around 2 or 3 a.m., they decide to go to the disco. And there, they're joined by the boat's floor manager, Lloyd Bota, which 
mood because honestly i feel like i too would like want to party after my shift was done if i worked on a cruise ship like i can't imagine the stress um we party um, after work when we worked at in a, a convention center yeah. so <laughs> with all of the like, mood <laughs> the the regular um yeah what are those people called vendors vendors <laughs> yes <laughs> um and but yeah so uh things kind of got fucked up when lloyd joined um also most of what happens next we know from what josh told his lawyer which could be deemed problematic depending on what you believe on the elevator ride to the disco lloyd is being a little sleazy he apparently kind of is like coming on to jennifer and had his arm wrapped around her uh, which, regardless of what's going on, not professional, especially considering Jennifer's drunk. Like, and just like not yeah. appropriate. Exactly. You Give don't know people her. their space. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, Jennifer and George sort of split up and do their own thing. George is just doing shots of absinthe with uh, four of the other boys, um, oh, and it boys. seems like Jennifer is with Lloyd and some other dudes. Or others. Like, I'm just assuming they weren't the only people at this disco. Like, yeah, I doubt There was it. probably more people. Then Josh says that Jennifer later on actually leaves with Lloyd. And also, there's some that say there's a fight that starts between the couple, with George getting up in arms because she was like being flirtatious and ended with her kicking him in the crotch. Oh my God. Uh, which. Josh doesn't see this, though. And, like, while climatic, I really do think we should address that witness testimony can really be all over the place. And we do get this from people, at least some of them, who end up being a little suspicious. So, um, I mean, witness testimony isn't the best. No. Especially, like, these are people on vacation, at the disco, at, like, get drunk. Yeah. yeah, like... Of course, they're going to have, you know, very different accounts of what happened because, you know, everyone is in such their own drunken headspace. The perspectives are going to be totally different. Yes. It would be more suspicious if everyone had the exact same story yes. when they were that messed yeah, up. Exactly. Come on. Uh, and here enters some more witnesses who um, I think we can uh, take their testimony a little more like we can trust it a little more. And you'll figure out why. Yeah. Um, this, but at this point of the night, it starts to like center more around the room on the ninth floor that George was staying in. Um, on one side was a couple, Pat and Greg Lawyer, um, not to be confused with the other Greg. Um, and on the other side is Cleet Hyman, who is actually a police chief who's on vacation with his family. At this point in the night, George is very drunk. Um, so, so much so that he's like stumbling around and the boys have to take him back to his room. Um, now the boat does have a system that makes it so they can know when key cards are used. And what this tells them is that the first time the key card opens George's door, it's 3.52 a.m. Cleet is woken by cheering, which sounds on brand for, like, some young guys partying. Yeah. Like, that's that's what dudes do. Um, and Cleet does call and report this because, like, 
Yo, dude is trying to get some Z's. Like, he's trying to sleep. Um, and then they leave the room because Jen isn't there. And George wants to find her. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. That's his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, like, late. They, they want to know where she is. Uh, I guess that they don't find her. Because the card is used again at 4.01. And I'm assuming that this is when they try to put George to bed. Um, Which, like, we've all put a drunk friend to bed before. Sometimes it's difficult. Especially... We've all been the drunk friend being put to bed before as well. Especially because, like, honestly... Also, like, I say friends. Like, these are really just acquaintances. Like, he just met these people. Like... Yeah. They're they're not super tight. Um Pat and Greg hear someone trying to calm George down and depending what you believe this could be because George is just drunk and anxious that Jennifer isn't in the room or maybe something yeah. is going wrong. Cuz Cleet on the other hand hears an argument and then someone saying good night repeatedly. Also, so Cleet is a cop, right? So his spidey senses are tingling. Well, yeah, mine would be too, and I'm not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> he looks outside his door. I don't know if he cracks it or uses the peephole, but he sees three men walking down the hallway away from the room. But there should be four, right? Uh, so either the fourth is out of view or he's still in the room. Four. Is in like were there five of them before, including George, and now four should be walking away from the room? Yes. Okay. But it's three. But it's three. Yes. Okay. It's three. Uh, he probably he probably like opened his door and looked out in the hallway, like who the fuck is making all this noise? Yeah. Because that's what I would do. <laughs> we don't yeah. know who Cle- who he saw because he also like hasn't really said anything about it. Because like keep in mind he's also a cop, so he's like trying to respect the investigation. So, mm-hmm. like, both Cleet and the couple on the other side hear some things moving around in George's room, like furniture, maybe cabinets opening and shutting, and maybe, like, a fight. Uh, Cleet also hears, like, a one-sided conversation, but there's no response. Um, so, like... But but it is in a conversational tone. So, like, maybe someone's trying to talk to someone. Um, then he thinks they move to the balcony. He says it's silent for around three minutes. And then there is a, quote, horrific thud. I've never heard a horrific thud. I don't but have it, But I have to. heard... No, like, I've heard thuds that make me go, oh, shit, what the hell was that? Yes. Yeah. But I would never describe it as horrific, yeah. you know? And he did. I think, like, maybe uh, the area where he was even, like, shook a little. Like, he he really was suspicious well, about this. if it's the kind of thud that we are implying here, I can assume that that would be pretty startling, at the least. Yeah. Um, and actually, after this, security does come reply to the noise complaint. But when no one answers, they just assume, like, the party ended and they leave. Meanwhile, the rest of the guys are in another room by 5 a.m. They order a lot of room service, and they even, like, take pictures of the food. Like, they're they're still living it up. They're not they're still like, going. This is 
what we needed. Let's take some photos. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just imagine that they're on the disposable cameras because this is way before right. cam like proper camera phones and Instagram and shit. So they're just like, I just imagine like those really cheap clicks and like they're probably they're probably on those like digital cameras that have like that tiny screen you know and yeah. they take the batteries oh, yeah. <laughs> i remember when that those became popular and my dad was like i really want to get those i really want to be able to see the picture and he got one and it was literally the tiniest little you screen but he was anything. so excited about it i remember getting one of yeah. those like when i was in elementary school asking for a camera for christmas was like the thing to do like everyone yes. had a digital camera it was so cool <laughs> Um, but so that wraps up the night. If you even want to call it at that, like it was the night that extended into the morning. Yes. Um, but in the morning, a young girl takes a picture from her balcony on the seventh floor, and what is actually captured, and she doesn't realize it at the time, is a fairly large smear of blood on the awning of the lifeboat area. It's I a lot of like blood. That. Yeah. Uh, so now we're moving forward to learn about the people discovering what's happened and some more info on what happened that night to other people, etc. Um, so obviously, when this is going on, they check all the rooms to, you know, like, see who may no longer be there. Um, and sure enough, George and Jennifer's room is empty. And they try to contact the couple. Josh is essentially like, yo, George may not come right away. Like, he was really out of it. So maybe he was thinking, like, he left again and passed out somewhere else or something. Maybe. Uh, Jennifer is actually at the spa. And this was a scheduled treatment. Um, but tells them that George wasn't there when she woke up. She also tells Josh that she... Literally has, like, no recollection of what happened the night before, especially, like, after the casino. Huh. Because she was super fucking yeah. drunk. And also, I, I wonder if something you're... else happened. Yeah. Yeah. And wait, she woke up in the room, but, but she wasn't there. And that's true, because she wasn't at 401. But I promise I'll get to it. Okay. George's family is notified, but they aren't told about the blood on the awning. Um, at the moment, the the boat people think maybe George went out on the balcony for a cigar or something. And because he was a little unbalanced, he fell accidentally. Okay, but the the balcony railings on cruise ships aren't just balconies that you can fall over. No, they are really, really high. And for that exact reason, because yeah. people go on cruises and get really drunk. If they have them too short that, you know, your average person can just fall over, it would be so, so, so many dead people. And George was like 6'1 or something, but still, even if he was 6'1, it probably came up to like his chest. Yeah. You're not going to just fall over that because you're unbalanced. If anything, you're less likely to. Yeah. Because you would actually have to put some coordination and force to get yourself over the side. Yeah. But but they do still call the police. And because of where they are, this is the Turkish police. And they come to process the scene. Uh, we don't have much from that. But we've we got something from the royal... Well, we don't because it's still like under 
like the investigation was still under wraps at this point. Gotcha. Uh, but we've got something from the Royal Caribbean International's internal investigation because they took photos of the room before the police got there. Which, hello, way to literally interfere with a crime scene. I know. Like, who knows what they could have done in that room? To also, me, it's really fucked up. Agreed. Also, the fact that you said Royal Caribbean International's internal investigation, but you pronounced elevator wrong. I pronounce elevator I just wrong? imagine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've lost track of the word that was pronounced. <laughs> I just imagine the, the cop next door watching the people like go into the room. And just being like, these fucking literally, he probably morons. Still like, I wonder if he I tried to tell them not to. I yeah, or, if or he, he just wasn't didn't in get the involved. area because yeah. like they were also taking like the cruise people were also taking people's statements too. Oh. So like, he I feel been like with that them. maybe wasn't exactly in their jurisdiction. <laughs> no, also, also it is. Sorry, I'm just like they're crew. They're cruise ship. Oh. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> They're cruise ship personnel. Okay. They they aren't suited to or trained. Yeah, to do an, an exactly. investigation. Like they aren't the CSI, the FBI, any any sort of They're just not. That's what I was gonna say is like these are cruise ship this is a cruise ship investigative yeah. team. Also, at the end of the day, it's a company. It should not be an internal investigation because at the end of the day they're going to be told to protect their own interest yeah. they they're, they're going to care way more about protecting their image that way people still come on the cruises than they are about figuring out what happened yeah you have to get third party outside authorities to handle this sort of thing because there's so much motivation to fuck it up literally um however george's family does cling to some of the info they get from these photos to start, the room is a little messy, but also it's not, like, ransacked. Like, it's, it, like, looks like a room that someone who had been staying there for a couple days or, like, was drunk would, like, look. It looks like, like that Like, messy to me. beds, yes. clothes on the floor and stuff. You're on yeah. vacation. You're not there to, like, clean your room every day. Yeah. So, it doesn't look ransacked. Um... Then they think that there's blood on towels and on the sheet. Uh, the towels just, like, end up being makeup. Like, it just has makeup. Oh, but okay. The, the sheet does seem to have actual blood. But I want to say that this blood is very, very small. It's not a splatter. It's, like, almost when you, like, you know, you scrape yourself in the night and accidentally bleed on your sheets. Oh, which, like, I've done. Okay. Like, that's what went through my head. Um, that's not what the family and their lawyer theorize, though, because remember the watch um, that he always wore? They think, because it was like two spots, they think the watch pinched Josh's wrist as someone took it off of him. Oh, because if the watch had never pinched him before, then it wouldn't pinch him while he was sleeping unless someone tried to take it off of him. Yeah. Um, so that's that's their theory. I'll I'll post like we'll post a picture of the sheet. It's very like you're not gonna be wowed by this. It's like <laughs> a very it's small... not a concerning amount of blood. It's no, just like a whatever. Like small. you picked a scab and some got onto the sheets kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, or you itched yes. your mosquito bite too hard. Yes. Uh yeah. the Turkish police also question all of the boys, but I don't really think 
that they get much from any of them. Except for Josh, who does, like, point fingers. And honestly, like, he he does that a lot. Um, While this is suspicious, I kind of kept in mind his age at the time because he's only 20. So maybe he was, like, stressed Uh... out and just worried that they thought he did something. Uh, But that excuse could, like, wear off over time. Um, Also, again, like, they're not really friends. Why would they protect each other? Exactly. Like, honestly, it does not make sense. Um, For men, it doesn't make sense. I can see women protecting other women that they don't know. But a lot of times men are just like, all right, dude, you're on your own. See you later. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Josh originally points to Jennifer and Lloyd because, remember, they left together. The thing is, Lloyd had a girlfriend. Yeah. Lloyd had a girlfriend with him, and she places him back in their room at 325. That makes what he was doing even more more disgusting. Yep. Um, As for Jennifer, we don't know everything about her night, because I do think she has an agreement with the police, but I do think that it is her business, and it seems doubtful that anything nefarious occurred. Or scandalous, like nothing. Um, What we do know is that she was seen on the elevator by a cleaning person who asked if Jennifer was okay. And when Jen got off the elevator, she went to the right, but her room was to the left. She was clearly very, very drunk. She probably got confused. Yeah. She was later found by staff sleeping in like this little alcove area. She was just passed out. And they had to take her back to her room in a wheelchair. And she was put to bed at 4.57. Apparently, several employees, like, looked for George during this time, too. Because I'm assuming they were, like, worried about Jen. And, like, knew she'd been traveling with someone and wanted to make sure they were safe. Yeah. Um, Now, this is truly bone-chilling because, honestly... They had probably just missed whatever just went missed down it. going yeah. down. Like, literally just missed. Also, like, I'm going to mention it, but, like, we we polygraphs suck. But uh, Jen and Lloyd both passed theirs because they both did take polygraphs. Okay, gotcha. I'm not sure why we still do that. Right. They're not admissible in court. But, they although don't this was, anything. like, 2005, so. Yeah. Um, but... We also know that the other boys were talking about George the next morning, which uh, you'll see is definitely sus. So the when they were talking about him, there's there's like this video camera footage because they took fi- pictures of their food. Why wouldn't they videotape themselves talking the next morning? <laughs> totally normal. In this footage, the the group of guys, all four of them or five. There might have been an extra person there. But they were sitting around this small table, like this small little round table with booths around it. And they're each like passing this camera around and it gets to one of them. And he says, quote, we gave this guy a paragliding lesson without a parachute. Which when I heard that. I my like jaw dropped because that to me is so incriminating obviously if there's no evidence you know whatever but him saying that is very incriminating in my mind especially given all the blood on the canopy that was below his room like he tried to fly 
the horrific thug. Like, was thrown over the side of the balcony. But I don't... Yeah. And it's... the fact that he would just, like, say that. And and also in the footage, the 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 guys were telling... Maybe it, may, it might have been a cruise ship employee when they were, like, interviewing people, even though they weren't qualified to do so. They were explaining the story. And then they were like, and we never saw him again. That's the end of story. That's it. And I'm like that's very suspicious that you're like that was it we never saw him again like what do you mean i just yeah. i just don't like the way that that conversation I, happened the next morning i agree it's a really suspicious conversation but uh, also but like, the part hold on sorry one, th- one more thing the part no, that gets fine. me is that according to the police chief three people left the room and then assuming that there was one left why would this guy say we gave this guy a paragliding lesson without a parachute? Yeah. Yeah. If if, he, if there was only one person that was left in the room. I don't know. It's very confusing. But go yes, ahead. I agree. Um, But like because of all of that, because I thought about that too, mm-hmm. I don't know if I think that was a confession because they could have literally just been like talking about partying because keep in mind this yeah. is a bunch of young boys and some of them aren't even 20 at this point. So like they're they were talking like idiots the whole crew. Maybe like, they were they like were being maybe dumb. they were like they they threw him into the into one of the games of the casino with no help yeah. or something. I mean, I'm not trying to help them in any way, but you have to look at at yes, it from all angles for sure. Um, that's not to say that this group of guys don't keep being suspicious though, because when the shit moves on. Like, also, like, nothing happened, by the way. They clean up the blood. Yeah, they didn't say they just rinse accident. the blood off? Yes, they say what that happened a- was an accident. Oh, they God. move on. This is why I hate cruise ships, yep. because shit like this happens, yeah. and they just cover it up. They're yeah. like, well, we gotta keep moving. <laughs> Let's go. It's, <laughs> the it's so messed up. To me, like, I feel like they should never wash the blood. They should take that, take that, like, awning and take it to a lap. Like, I don't... Well, it was weird. Um... But, so, they keep partying. Also, like, nothing happened. Um, then, just two nights later, or days, I don't know, they, they were kicked off with their families because a young woman comes forward and says that they participated in a gang rape just, just like, two nights later. Um, they're sent to the Italian police. But they do not prosecute. I'm not sure what went down exactly. For why? But they did have the whole incident on tape. Because and they didn't prosecute? It. Because they of course insisted, they would film it with their stupid cameras. They insisted that it was consensual. Um, so at points, Josh's lawyer has actually said that when Josh entered the room, it appeared that the boys were the ones being taken advantage of. Um, this doesn't get wrapped up in any way that, like, suits anyone, literally. Um, we really don't know what happened because it's really a lot of people saying different things. I mean, of course, I'm going to hope that they didn't prosecute because nothing bad happened. But I, like, that is so rare. That is so rare. So, I, but... Yeah. We don't know. Um, That's what sucks. We just don't know. Also, I'm just like, if I went on a cruise, 
with my family because these boys are there with their families, their entire families. It's like, I would be with them. Right. I wouldn't be making friends, to be honest. Like, I would. Like, <laughs> I would I would be making friends with my family, though, because that's yeah. just what we're like. Yeah, I'd be, like, hanging out with them. And I probably um, yeah. wouldn't be with them until, like, four in the morning because that's a little scary for yeah. me as a woman but yeah um but i but think... i can also understand the full sense of security on a cruise ship yep. yeah so but i think it is a good idea that they got kicked off the ship because they're gross or well to some extent a very because I, I feel like because it's, it's it's your hotel isn't it yeah and like when i'm traveling alone I don't go out with men that I don't know. I'll go out with girls, but I won't go out with men. But if there's like a bar at my hostel, I'll drink there without, you know, any worries. And I'll drink with men. And like, I don't care because I'm at the place where I'm staying. Yeah. And I feel safe. Yeah. Because there's security, there's, there's cameras, there's all sorts of stuff. There's like my, my I'm there's a record of me being there. Yeah. yeah. And so I can understand that sort of thinking on a cruise ship as well. But the big difference between a hotel and a cruise ship is it's going to be much harder to get rid of a body in a hotel, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, later on, when uh, he's back in the U.S., uh, the FBI, they, they come at Josh because they want more details. And I think that they're kind of like approaching him with, if you tell us what happened, you'll be less in trouble. And like, he's pretty forthcoming at first. Um, but at the same time, for a long time, they actually kept the other boy's name out of the press, names out of the press, which I, I always wonder the intentions of police when they do stuff like this. Like, personally, it suggests to me that they were originally more convinced that, like, maybe they were leaning towards Josh being responsible. Yeah. Uh, his lawyer has him take a lie detector test, and he passes, um... I guess his lawyer just wanted to know what he was dealing with or something. That kind of um, makes sense. I didn't know lawyers did that, though. Uh, but then he didn't pass the one that the FBI gave him. But his lawyer doesn't even think that they actually gave him one. He thinks that they just wanted Josh to feel uneasy by saying that he didn't pass. Yeah. He, th that's uh, exactly what they were trying to do. Yeah. But Josh gets real shy later on. And when at the deposition. The what? Deposition. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he answers literally every single question with, I evoke my Fifth Amendment right. I hate people like that. Even ones like, were you on a cruise ship with your family in June of 2005? That's um, so stupid. That's his lawyer. That's his lawyer telling him to do that. Yes. Um, which, um... I just imagine the lawyer is the type that, like, like the ambulance chaser type that has disgusting ads on TV. Yeah, I'm not about this lawyer. You'll see. You'll see. Um, Zachary and Rusty also do pretty much the same thing and don't cooperate. Uh, this was because all of their lawyers did advise them to do it. Because... Apparently, the treatment that they were getting from the FBI was getting aggressive. So, they wanted to, uh, like, combat it with something else. So, that's when they all decided not to cooperate. Okay, but Josh's lawyer tells the Smith's lawyer, so George's family's lawyer, Hey, 
you should really check out Gregory Rosenberg because he left the party without eating. So nudge, nudge, look in that direction. Without eating? Like, you know how they went to get room service? Apparently he left. Oh. Yes. Like before the um, food came and he didn't eat? Yes. Um, oh. <laughs> but when the lawyers asked if he actually did this, he's like, no, I don't recall ever doing that. And I'm like, sir, please, sir, shut up. You like, you obviously said something. In 2010, they do talk to Gregory though. And honestly, he was very forthcoming. And he's the only one that was at this point. He was already in jail because he trafficked some oxy. Um, he said it was yeah. because he liked to live lavishly. And I guess oh, he could pay the bill somehow. Um, he insisted <sighs> that he would never hurt anyone in such a way unless it was for self-defense or he wanted to protect someone else. Like, he was like, I've got too much love in my heart. I'm not going to kill someone. Um, he says that he and Rusty put George to bed that night. And he says that he did participate in the whole room service gathering. The thing is, he didn't mention this in his statement from the morning after. But honestly, like, maybe he didn't think it was important. Or maybe Josh forgot he was there. I mean, like, they were all drunk at that point. Probably hung over the next day. Like, yeah, I don't know. Unless Greg knocked on George's door, no one else entered the room with a key until Jennifer got back. So, like, and I, I feel like the neighboring rooms would have heard a knock, especially yeah, like, with uh, Cleet. Um, yeah, he would have, he would have heard someone knock on the door and been like, yeah. oh, and then someone else came into the room. He was on edge. So, yeah. like, also, I forgot Cleet's name, and to remember, I was like, what are the spikes on shoes? <laughs> that is the only way I could remember his name. The weird, the weird thing is, the cruise line insists. There's no record of them ordering the food or of the delivery, despite the fact that the guys did put in several calls. And they also insist the records weren't altered. However, I must say it does put doubt in my mind about how the cruise handled it because several things about how the cruise line handled it puts doubt in my mind. And like they took photos of yeah, the Yeah, I was going to say, didn't they take. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they I... have photos, why would you. And like That's why I hate cruises. Yeah. Sounds like the person who was working the food service that night wasn't a very good employee. <laughs> right. Um, or or they did alter them. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't put that past them, yeah. honestly. Again, not a very good employee. <laughs> <laughs> right. We know there's so many docs from the FBI investigation as well as the internal investigation that the cruise line did, but Rye is gonna share how this case wrapped up. So, in the police's statement on closing this case, after having 97,000 documents on the case, 97,000 pages of information on this case, they wrote, quote, There is not sufficient evidence to continue the investigation. And like I like that just makes me so annoyed that I just want to laugh. 
Like, I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? And his family's pissed too. Like, that's so frustrating. Like, what do you mean there isn't sufficient enough evidence? Is it just because they pleaded the fifth so many times? Right? Like, come on, there was no one else in the room. The likelihood of him falling over accidentally, to me, it's not even a possibility. That would be like my last thought. Exactly. And, you know, the things that they said on camera when they were filming themselves, how... I don't know. I don't know either. I... Unless, unless they are to give a sufficient explanation as to what they could have meant when they said, we gave him a paragliding lesson with no parachute. If they can convince me that that was about anything other then George going over that balcony, that's where my mind goes. And I know we don't give a lot of opinions, but that's my opinion. That's my opinion! <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> there's one sort of good thing that came from the case, and that is Blumenthal's bill, or the Cruise Ship Passenger Protection Act of 2013. This was introduced in 2013, obviously, but... Um, it hasn't been passed just yet, but it would require that all information about alleged crimes that happen on cruise ships be available to the public so that there's not so much stuff that gets moved around and not reported and stuff like that. And it would also just increase protections for consumers and make it easier for crimes to actually be properly investigated on these ships, not by the cruise ship members, because <laughs> they obviously don't have sufficient training yeah. And they shouldn't be taking photos of crime scenes and going nope. into the crime scenes before authorities get there. It's just, there needs to be a lot more regulation. Yeah, like the only thing an internal investigative team for a cruise ship should be able to investigate is like a stolen laptop. Yes. Literally, bro. Like they Literally. can go into their cameras and look at stuff and look in their records, but don't delete anything don't alter anything. Don't do anything with it. Just hand it over. Yeah. You can find the stolen phone, but anything more than that, it's not for you. Exactly. Um, but they did they did close the case in 2015. Um like, but like unless there's new information that comes in, like they are willing to accept new information. Which um I feel like as with most cold cases. If someone new were to come in and look through all of this again, the odds that they would find something new or notice something new, I would say are pretty high because that's how cold cases get solved. Yeah. So I would enjoy if they would have someone do that. But I know that 97,000 pages is a lot. <laughs> so Yeah. Someone's um, looking through uh, old cold cases to open up and he's like, 97,000 pages? Yeah, yeah. On to the next. <laughs> Uh, currently, Jennifer has moved forward with her life. Uh, she's remarried, and I believe that she has accepted that it was an accident, and she was compensated by the Royal Caribbean. Okay, maybe um, it was an accident, but I don't think that it was an accident that happened while George was alone. If it exactly. was an accident, if it was an accident, I believe that it was an accident on the part of someone else. And they're not owning up to their mistakes. Yeah. Um, and 
I mean, I think the family are with you. Um, maybe not so much thinking it's an accident, but the family is positive this had to be foul play. Um, I just feel so bad yeah. for Jennifer. I know. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't even imagine what that must be like. You're on your honeymoon. Yeah. And your husband is potentially murdered. I would lose yeah. my mind. And you just missed it. Uh also, the family, like, when they look closer at the photograph, they notice that the blood stain, like, towards the edge, it looked like there was, like, fingers, uh, like, as if George had been clinging on desperate for someone to save him. Um, yeah. Uh, so, they want to at least honor his memory by figuring out what actually happens. Um, they are offering a $100,000 reward for someone who could have information. And you can call 1-844-651-1936 or email georgesmithtipline at gmail.com. They also have a Facebook called Justice for George Smith. One one true crime in a true crime. Um, <laughs> this isn't quite over. Uh, someone else believed that this was foul play. And that man was none other than Gregory Rosenberg, the only one of the four boys who was adamant that something else happened that night. And perhaps he did know something else that made him suggest that. However, we'll never know. Greg was murdered while sitting in his car after returning from Christmas shopping on December 23rd of 2019. So just last year, the police are convinced it was a hit. And some think that it was related to the 2005 disappearance of George Allen Smith IV. Oh, if you have information on this crime, you can call Broward Crime Stoppers at 954-493-8477. Bella and Riley's mouths oh. dropped. <laughs> Wait, what? okay, no. Before you, right before you said that, I was going to interrupt you, but I didn't. Did these boys know each other before they got on the cruise ship? Or did they meet Some on the cruise did, ship? They were yeah, Gregory was the cousin of the two brothers. Okay. Um, I wonder if Gregory knew something, but he knew how these boys were, and he was afraid to say something because he was afraid for his own safety, and that's why he was just adamant that it was that it was follow play, but he didn't want to say anything. But then maybe he started getting even more antsy or something, and these guys were like, your liability and now he's gone yeah we we like really were they they don't know they have some information about the car that left uh or was seen leaving his house um but they don't know a lot about it so they're really trying to solve this crime as well um and that's more recent so i hope that they can um but really it is just hypothetical that this is connected but I think that it's definitely worth mentioning because that is crazy because he was the only one who said something happened to George that night. He's the only one of those boys. And like during his interview in 2010, it seemed like at some points he like would answer the questions, but he would hesitate because he knew he had to answer. But like, it's like he was leaving something out. We'll leave. You I with don't that. even know. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Bella and I are just sitting here, like, 
the thing is, I I already knew this case. Like I'd watched something about it, but this that was probably a year and a half ago, which this in my brain is, is recent. This is new information. <laughs> like, damn, that we're recording this on the sixth of December, so this wasn't even a year ago. Mm-mm. Jeez, yeah, it's crazy. Also, it's interesting because I think Greg was the one who made that statement that you talked about earlier on the video about the parachute thing. I think it was him. Um, So maybe why he said we is because he knew who did it. I don't, I don't know. And he was just trying to, he was like uncomfortable. Maybe that's why he Maybe he was trying to make them, make them think that he was like one of the boys. Yeah. I don't. I wonder, I wish we had information on what their relationships were like. Yeah. After this happened, it's but... definitely uh, so many questions. Um, even more than I think. I feel like with this development, there's even more questions. Yeah. Um, so many more. He was, I think, in his 30s when he was murdered. Uh, he was 18 on the cruise ship. Oh my yeah, god. So in his 30s. Yeah. That is uh the case for for today. I'm uh curious to hear what you guys have to say about it because I really enjoyed telling the story with the new development because it's only out there on a, like on the local news stories where it happened like in Florida, yeah. you know? Um, but so if you want to chat with us about this case and please look do. at pictures, like please chat with us about if this case. If you're from it's Florida and you heard about this. Yeah. Um, or if you have something else to say and you were on the cruise i don't like i don't know um literally anything literally um you can find us on instagram at true crime intl and you can find us on facebook by searching true crime international um also if you feel so inclined you can leave us uh apple review uh it'd be nice to hear hear some nice we words really from like you. those Get some a stars. Five star review would be wonderful because I it really still, helps to boost the show. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I really do like getting stars. Also, like that's something I don't think should have stopped in elementary school. Um, <laughs> but also, if you want more content from us, we do have a Patreon. Currently, only one level at five dollars a month. If that's something you can afford, think about it. Um, it would make you happy. Yeah, make us happy. It would make us happy. <laughs> we'll get a minimum of three out. extra pieces Shout. of content a month, yeah. uh, including our drunk episodes, which yes. are really fun to make. And, we'll, and we talk we'll about you really out. fun stories. I said we'll shut you out at first, but we will not shut you we out. Will we will not shut you out. We will do much more opposite. than shut you out. Yes. We will shout <laughs> you out, and there will be a lot of love because we currently only have four patrons, yes. and we know all of them. Yes. So we, I think we would be over the moon to get someone we don't know. So true. Riley, take us away. We hope you sail away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're gonna sail away from this cruise ship because I am out of here. I do Um, have a captain hat somehow, somewhere. Oh my god, why haven't I been using that? That's I don't know. I think that was Nate's from Halloween. (laughs) It was Nate is my boyfriend. But (laughs) anyway, um, we hope you had fun. We hope you maybe learned something new, something interesting, and we hope you enjoyed your stay here at True Crime International. Bye. Bye. Bye.